0: podcast where we have been separated and talking into each other's into our own closets into certain microphones but now for the first time in a year and a half or two years we're in the same room we're in the same room katie hey <laughs> <laughs> but here we are talking about your favorite made for tv romances this time we're still on christmas it's still christmas in july we're talking about the kinds of made for tv romances that you find on hallmark lifetime netflix and various other streaming stations
1: yeah uh so we're i believe this is a netflix joint but i'm not a hundred percent sure that we're talking about today um I'm trying to be very diplomatic on my thoughts on this one because I don't want to give away our hand right at the beginning, but I feel like we're going to. (laughs) Right.
0: Um, uh, Right, absolutely. In fact, you know what? Um, Before we begin, I think we had talked about maybe pouring one out for this one, so I'm going to go grab that. Okay. Pausing. (laughs) Okay, drinks are poured. Drinks are poured. Cheers, Katie. Cheers. And uh, apologies in advance for uh, cats having zoomies, um, for... mm, uh, Fiances. Fiances walking by, motorcycles, or various other, like, music around town. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We are rusty at this whole not recording separately thing. In closets, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it works for this one. Yeah uh I, yeah grab your own drinks i feel like you you're, you're going to want them um, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a movie that it, it, i'm pretty sure if it didn't initially drop on Netflix that's where it came to the US via um cuz it's canadian as all they all are. <laughs> right right <laughs> um called i'm sorry everyone <laughs> Christmas Wedding Planner, and it dropped on Netflix in December of 2017. Uh, So here is the synopsis from Netflix. I also have one from IMDb because I think it's slightly better, but neither are great. Uh, So Netflix says, A wedding planner's world is turned upside down when a handsome private investigator is hired to disrupt one of her biggest jobs. I don't think that's what happens in this movie. (laughs) Uh, IMDB says while planning her cousin's lavish wedding, Kelsey Wilson's world is turned upside down when a private investigator, Connor McLean shows up. Connor hired by an unnamed source disrupts the upcoming nuptials, but manages to win Kelsey's heart.
0: Slightly more. Right. Slightly more. Correct.
1: And it stars Jocelyn Hudden and Stephen Hazar. So, uh, Kelsey Wilson, played
0: by Jocelyn, is it Hudden or Hudon? I think it's Hudden. Hudon Hudden. (laughs) Played by Jocelyn Hudden in this voiceover. I mean, in this movie, in this movie, which is pretty much a voiceover. Um, She is an up and coming wedding planner whose first job is for her cousin, Emily's Christmas Eve wedding. There's the pressure of it being her first gig, it being family, her family being super wealthy and connected, and Emily being her BFF. Her Aunt Olivia has a lot of opinions and feelings about the wedding, many of which really don't match the desires of the bride. So how could she keep her aunt pleased while also giving
1: her cousin the wedding of her dreams? Kelsey has planned an engagement party, but runs late because she tried to buy a scone for her aunt to ensure good favor and make her not, you know, cranky. Uh, But unfortunately, some random handsome guy in front of her at the bakery got the last scone. Damn him. (laughs) And even though she tried, she is unsuccessful in buying it off him. So she has to go to the party empty-handed. But who should be at the party with said scone is the handsome, annoying guy from the coffee shop, played by Stephen Hazard. And he is also, you know, co- coincidentally, not so coincidentally, uh, Emily's ex, Connor, the one who basically got away. Obviously,
0: Connor is here to ruin the wedding. Or Why else would he be around? surely he's not a private investigator investigating anybody (laughs) um uh, there can absolutely be no other explanation since he's the one who broke emily's heart a decade ago by ghosting her but he says he's only here to investigate todd emily's fiance as a private investigator oh my gosh surely not no (laughs) and he's not giving up the info on who hired him and why But he invites Kelsey to help him with his investigation. But Kelsey's like, eh, that's not something I want to do. Nope, not me, no way.
1: So at the wedding dress fitting, Emily has found her dress. Yay. But then Todd shows up and talks to the boutique owner, Michelle, which is suspicious. Uh, And then the wedding caterer backs out. So things are going to shit. So, first, Kelsey gets sneaky and tries to figure out what's going on between Todd and Michelle via a very frazzled perfectionist baker named Charles, who I am very concerned about. Yeah, he's um, not cool. Yeah, like, man, it, at the very least, this man needs a vacation. <laughs> um, it, But, like, also probably lots of therapy. <laughs> um, And she, she while she does this, she finds out that Todd and Michelle have a dinner date, which means, obviously, that Todd is cheating on Emily, and so Kelsey is like, fine, I will work with Connor to bring down Todd, because he's clearly now the worst person ever. Right.
0: Right. Um, so Kelsey goes to meet Connor at this Italian restaurant and like in some kind of weird power play, she's like, I'm going to order for both of us. And so she gets this pasta for herself and orders the lobster for him. And the pasta is so delicious that Kelsey asks the restaurant who, um, if they do weddings and it turns out Connor is part owner. Yes. And they can do the wedding. Woohoo! But no, he won't eat the lobster because Connor is allergic. Is this important at all to the plot? No, it's not. So forget this info immediately. And it's a really bizarre scene and it makes no sense. <laughs> and obviously, and honestly, it's just terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Connor convinces Kelsey to bring him to the tree trimming event at Todd's parents' house uh, since he believes that. Um, Todd really wants to marry Emily for her money because she's got money and he, like, Todd's got this fancy lifestyle and he believes they've lost all their money. Yeah, And they do some sleuthing including breaking into Todd's dad's office to steal computer files but they get caught and they end up having to make out as a cover.
0: Yeah, you know one of those old, like, quick kiss me so we don't get caught doing the other thing we're doing. Yeah,
1: so here it is. Kiss number one. And yes, you should feel uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Kelsey also doesn't like the situation, so she backs. She asks to back out. Connor convinces her to give him three days of following Todd around. Cue stakeout montage. Montage! Um, to figure out what's going on, since it's apparently not money. Like, they found out, like, money's not the issue, so what else is going on with Todd? So on... On the third day, they've come up completely empty-handed, except for that dinner date. So they go to that restaurant, too, and basically have a date of their own while they wait for Todd and Michelle to arrive.
1: So Michelle shows up to meet Todd, and Kelsey, being Kelsey, jumps to conclusions and pounces and accuses Todd of cheating. But no, it turns out that he's actually known Michelle for years, and he is trying to buy Emily's wedding dress on the DL as a surprise. Yeah. Which is a sweet, if odd, thing to do. Um, so, Kelsey's foot meet Kelsey's mouth. I mean,
0: to be fair, Michelle is, like, really hot and stacked, so, like, and yeah. he's kind of flirting with her, so I, I would have did the yeah. same thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, but also, like, she... she Could have asked. She, yeah. Use your words, Kelsey. Right. Um, so, when reprimanded later by Aunt Olivia, Kelsey is informed that Connor took money from her uncle two separate times. So, Connor is a blackmailer and obviously a terrible person. Right. Again, conclusions are jumped to. <laughs>
0: Um, Kelsey has to apologize and decides that she wants nothing more to do with Connor. Get out of my life. Uh, even though I fell for you. Uh, yeah, she has somehow fallen in love with Connor during this whole shebang. Um, Aunt Olivia said he was a bad egg and she should have listened. But At the restaurant, Connor is realizing that he is in love with Kelsey. So he tricks her into coming to meet him so he can explain why he took the money, but she won't listen even though she came to, like, meet him but won't listen
1: to him, whatever. So it's finally the day of the wedding. Everything is going along until the part of the ceremony that I feel like always is in movies and I'm not sure actually happens in real life, (laughs) Um, where someone is invited to object if they want to. And all of a sudden, Connor bursts in and tells Emily not to marry Todd. And with him is this very pregnant woman who turns out to be Todd's baby mama. Uh, And the woman used to work for his parents. And when everyone, Todd and parents, found out that the baby was Todd's, they were like, (laughs) no, we do not want you to be part of our family. Thank you very much. We're firing you. Uh, Tough shit. Like, you're on your own. Which is obviously not the kind of family that one wants to marry into. So Emily is heartbroken, but she calls off the wedding and runs outside. Yeah.
0: Uh, Also, like, you know, baby mama is obviously pregnant, and I think Emily and Todd have been together, like, two years. So, like...
1: Right. There's also... There (laughs) probably was some cheating aspect.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: But uh, to be fair, there's no way Emily was sleeping with Todd because...
0: They don't do that. Oh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> Todd had to get his jollies somewhere else because no one cohabitates or touches each other at all until one kiss means forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, outside, Kelsey comforts Emily until Connor shows up to explain, finally. And since he was right about Todd, she finally lets him do the explaining. And turns out, Connor was hired by Emily's late father before he died, and there was no blackmail. And... He loves Kelsey and they should get married. So, while absolutely insane, Kelsey agrees to marry Connor after only, you know, a stakeout montage, and they kiss now that they're officially together. And then they take over Emily and Todd's wedding and get married. So, one, one kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever, since marriage obviously means forever. Dear Lord, the end. <laughs> So if you were having a hard time following that, I don't blame you, but if you love and care about your psyche, you'll just leave it to that explanation and not seek this movie out.
1: Yeah. I feel like I need, I, I need a gulp of drink right. to uh, keep going. Right. <laughs> I think I texted you this, Katie, but I started doing research on this movie as a way to avoid re-watching it to take notes. <laughs>
0: I guess a little, I guess kind of a little backstory. We had something else planned for this. um, Yeah. For this, but we're having trouble kind of finding the movie on any sort of streaming site. And we noticed that this movie was still on Netflix and the kind of the rest of the movies that we have going on for Christmas in July, we, we like, like we did Twinkle All the Way. We have a good one next time. And so we are like, maybe we should do a Bonkers Bananas, the most Bonkers Bananas in the form of... Christmas yeah. wedding planner. Because
1: we don't want to just do good movies or, I mean, good in the vein of movie that we do. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we need to watch movies that so we recommend you do not see.
0: <laughs> true, true, true. And that's half the fun is watching the Bonkers bananas ones going like,
1: how did this get made? What were they thinking? <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, so here, here's some of the info that I got. Did you know this is based on a novel?
0: A Harlequin novel I saw,
1: (laughs) which means it should have
0: a lot more sex than it does. But I don't know anything else about the book. I didn't look it up.
1: But I'm just, like, upset about all of it. Also, oh, okay. So. There's so much. There's so much. All right. Let's start with the voiceover. Okay. Because this movie is, like... I feel like, not conservatively, 35% voiceover? Like, it's so much voiceover. Tell
0: us about the context of this voiceover.
1: Well, so it starts with that terrible thing that they do of, like, no, that's not me, when they, like, Mm -hmm. show a different lady, and they're like, that one's me, the one having, like, like, being a real person by being, like, cutesy klutsy in the corner or whatever. Yeah. So we start there. But then there's a lot of her texting. (laughs) Which I didn't... Which is not in the synopsis that we gave you. Because it actually doesn't matter when it really comes down to it. But it's crazy. Right. So she basically diaries her time via text... Two, it's supposed to be an unknown person, and it is an unknown person, but there's a lot of text in this movie. And every single time she texts someone, she like their name comes up. And when she texts this magic person, her name comes up. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like was a little bit of a failure of...
0: Of how texts work? Yeah. Yeah. But who is she texting,
1: Hannah? She's texting her dead mom, Katie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which in some way is okay. That's kind of cool. But they do they do mention that they're like, my mom has been dead for 2 years. I'm still paying the bill so I can text her.
1: Yeah. Right. Just just make a notes app.
0: Right. Like, and just call it mom.
1: Right. Or or create an email address. You know, like
0: email address would be a lot more cost efficient
1: yeah like it's it's just such a crazy choice yeah and she ends everything with love you muchly
0: love you muchly which i'm gonna just say it here it's a actually an across the universe for me because my mom and i say love you very muchly um and when i saw this movie i was like oh someone else says it that must be her mom so i called it mom because mom say muchly apparently i think it's cute
1: It's cute, except for the fact that she's dead. Yeah. It's a little awkward. (laughs) It's too cutesy for, like, I miss you. True. True, 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 true. That's that's sort of where I'm at. Like, like if her mom was responding, I feel like I would feel different. But, obviously, she's not.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. But what if she started?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ghost! Ghost
0: of, Christmas. <laughs> the wedding of Christmas Wedding planner two. Wedding planner two. The Ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so the one the for the first thing that I want to touch on on my what the fuck moment is So this is Kelsey's first wedding, right? She wants to be a wedding planner. Yeah. And her Aunt Olivia, aka Mrs. Vander Woodson um, from Gossip Girl, um, hires her to do this wedding and they're putting a lot of faith into her, a lot of this, that and the other. and Kelsey wants to do like a really good job. But at the end of the day, like Aunt Olivia did not need to hire Kelsey. They could have no. afforded like the best wedding planner ever ever. So isn't Aunt Olivia like actually proving her undying love for Kelsey by giving her this chance?
1: yeah I, Aunt Olivia is a very confusing character, yeah, because she's very judgmental. She has a lot of opinions, but she's also clearly like does love Kelsey for sure and her daughter um, and I, I it's it's very confusing and like you know she when when Todd tries to, like, storm out after Emily at the wedding, she trips him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the writers couldn't decide if she was a benevolent aunt or a wicked stepmotherish
1: aunt. Yeah, and I, I don't think it gets resolved.
0: And the only way that they make her, like, besides a little attitude and a couple lines here and there, the only way they, like, distinguish her as being the hoity-toity, like, rich like, person, is that she's constantly wearing fascinators. <laughs> it's great, but why?
1: <laughs> well, that's how I felt about uh, Emily. I don't know if you noticed this. She's wearing a tiara. Yeah. At all times. Because she's the princess bride. <laughs> I That's actually,
0: that's one of my pretty parades, so okay. I'll leave that for later.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, just a lot of choices were made in this movie where like I'm kind of like, but that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Just first of all, if, maybe this is cause I watched all of castle, but my understanding is you need a PI license. So she can't help. Right. It's what? kind of like
0: Lucifer and the fact that he is a consultant for the LAPD, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, I don't know here. Um, but more importantly, at one point, Connor says to Kelsey, go watch the door. To which, when they're in the office of Todd's dad. To which she goes to the door, shuts it with them both inside, and then goes back to help him with the
0: computer. (laughs) Speaking of that scene, though, I like to to read the trivia when Mm. I remember on IMDb, and someone took the time to go on IMDb and type. Connor says that he believes Todd's family is broke, like bankrupt, but that he'd need access to their computer to check into the financials. In the U.S., bankruptcy records are public record (laughs) and could be searched by anyone without needing access to a family computer. (laughs) (laughs) So, completely moot point. Yeah. And also, a dead end. Like, it goes nowhere. 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 Just a reason for them to get caught and kissed. Yeah. Like. Also, she said, er, I swear to God, she says earlier that she helped plan that that party, the Christmas party, but then later on she says, what a lovely party, and then then they're like, oh yes, thank you, Kelsey, so much for coming. I'm like, I thought she
1: planned this, but she did not. No, she's, yeah, there's a lot of things that don't really make any sense. Like
0: ordering lobster?
1: Yeah, well, that whole thing. All right, I feel like... Speaking of the ordering, that's the lobster. Okay. Can we talk about Joey Fatone being in this movie? <laughs> Please.
0: I mean, besides just saying Joey Fatone is in this movie, what more is there to say?
1: But. So he is the chef at the restaurant and co owner with Connor. Mm-hmm. They're best friends. I don't know if it was in the script. I don't know if I'm reading into it. I don't know if it was something that Joey Fatone put on the character. Is Joey Fatone's character into Connor?
0: I got the impression that Joey Fatone is like the weird, like, asexual guy that lives vicariously through Connor's, like, dalliances. Maybe.
1: His his character is so bizarre in terms of his existence.
0: Yeah. The comic timing is terrible. It's,
1: like, he's definitely the, like, I'm gonna, like, sit here and, like, smile while you figure out that you're in love with this woman and, like, sort of help but sort of hinder. Also, I love you. Maybe it's sexual, maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. And I did look up because I was like, okay, here, tell me if you agree. When I first saw this movie, I was like, is Joey Fatone 15 years older than Stephen Hazar? Because he looks so much older to me.
0: I don't think he looks that much older.
1: In my opinion. Okay. But did you look it up? I did look it up. They're only six years apart. Okay. So that it, sounds more right to okay. me. Okay. He, but Joey Fatone looks very old in this movie.
0: I feel like Joey Fatone has always looked old.
1: And th- I suppose that's sort of. Even the when I was 13
0: in sync type, you know, like Joey yeah. Fatone always looked like he was 45.
1: Yeah. He just looks old. He and still it, looks 45. Yeah. I just kind of was like, are these two contemporaries? And I wasn't sure about it.
0: Mm. Fair.
1: But, I mean, they sort of are, but it still didn't read that well.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to, like, piece together what the rest of what I wanted to say. I mean, like, how do we talk about this movie being absolutely bonkers bananas without actually just, like,
1: pantomiming it for the entire people? I don't know. You know what? Actually, I do know. I'm going to tell you some of the research that I did. Okay, please. And by research, I mean I went and read a ton of user reviews. Uh, (laughs) let's have it okay so the top imdb review is called if you're into medieval torture (laughs) (gasps) never wrote a review before never felt the need to warn my fellow humans to beware oh my god the only way to make this movie more cheesy would have been to name one of the characters mac The ending had me groaning in pain. Oh my god. (laughs) So, that's where we're at. Uh, Then, uh, another review was, my friend and I had to watch this over the course of several months due to the fact that we could not handle the horrible dialogue, terrible acting, and laughably inappropriate music selection in one sitting. To which I go, why did you finish it? Right,
0: why didn't you just... (laughs) What was the need
1: to, like, get it, get it done? Like, we honestly don't know where to begin. The plot, for starters, is simultaneously predictable, unrealistic, and outrageous. Agreed. The best actor, quite possibly, is the cheating fiancé, whose role took up about eight minutes of screen time.
0: <laughs> My favorite part of Todd is that when he gets called at the wedding, and, they're, and, he, and he literally turns to his dad and goes like, Dad! Yes. <laughs>
1: We could barely get through the first five minutes without having to pause every few seconds to reevaluate the reasons why we were taking time out of our lives to watch this movie. Again, why were you? Um, The speed at which the romance progressed was hasty and everything we didn't want. Correct. Their second kiss was at the altar. (laughs) Right. Uh, The filmography looks like it was done by a high school production team, though honestly, we know high schoolers who could have done better. Amazing. We don't usually take time to write reviews for any of the movies we watch. However, we are experiencing so many emotions. And we wouldn't wish this upon anyone else. But if you're in the mood to laugh at something with your friends, then by all means, click play. (laughs) And we did. Uh, Oh, here's another one. I don't normally do reviews, but I am a fierce warrior. (laughs) Honestly, this movie was so bad but so amazing at the same time. Uh, so this is a terrible movie, but I think that's why it's good. <laughs> uh, there are two more. So this is this is going in the other direction. Oh no! Okay, you ready? I'm ready. This was the best movie I have ever seen. What? What? <laughs> Absolutely riveting. No. I watched it 12 times for the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> Me and my seven sons, my beautiful macho husband, and our four dogs. That's not real. <laughs> have a Christmas wedding planner trivia game.
0: Somebody did that ironically, you fucking <laughs> asshole from Williamsburg.
1: <laughs> this movie saved my marriage. No! <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the Christmas wedding planner. Thank you so much. This movie has brought me tears, anger, and most importantly, Christmas joy. None of
0: the above. <laughs> <laughs> well, tears and anger. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but Christmas joy? No, there's this
1: this movie is There's nothing Christmassy about it. No. A. And there's nothing joyful about it. I No. So, my personal favorite. Okay. Going back to the correct (laughs) feelings on this movie. Thank you. This movie was so bad, I can't believe I wasted precious minutes of my life that I will never get back. Did anyone not notice that she stole the wedding? The bride? Your cousin? Sister? What? Just got her heart broken, but apparently didn't feel the need to shed any tears. (laughs) And her beloved cousin goes ahead and married a total stranger? I honestly wish he turns out to be a serial killer, because what the fuck? Not a total stranger, but also her ex. (laughs) Do you have a brain? Did your brain cells die while making this movie? What's up with the acting? I was cringing so hard, my shoulder hurts. How much was the budget? $2.50? Just bad. P.S. The bride's wedding dress was beyond horrible. P.P.S. I don't love you much, Lee.
0: Oh, no! (laughs) And you know what? It's such a shame because I like Steven Hozar a lot. And I think Jocelyn Hudden is like perfect for these kinds of movies. She sure is. She, she's a little over the top sometimes for me, but well, she's beautiful.
1: Is she over the top, or does she pick, like, the worst possible projects? She's always <sighs> in the terrible ones. No, but
0: she always picks the ones... Okay, she picks the kinds of characters that, like, Bethany Joy Lenz picks, where they're just kind of neurotic and clumsy and all over the place. And, like, there's there's a way to do that where it's cute and kind of endearing. And then there's a way to do it where you're just kind of schmacting all over the place. I love Bethany Joy Lens. She sometimes goes too much over the top. Same as mm-hmm. Jocelyn Hudden. Like, I think she's, I, I do like her. And unless we're talking about from friend to fiance, I like most of the stuff that she's in. <laughs> However, Whew. like, there, like there's, it's uh, sh- too, it's just too much. It's too it's much. too much.
1: I agree. All right, should we go into segments? Let's
0: do it. Let's get into it. Okay.
1: Hallmark Hallmarks.
0: She's a bumbling, clumsy mess. (laughs) Uh,
1: the, oh, that's not me voiceover was my first one, which we've talked about.
0: Right. Um, they literally bump into each other.
1: Uh, and you bought the last one of the thing that I wanted. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, they're right. Which sparks unwarranted antagonism.
1: Uh, and this is actually the first time I'm doing the thing that I do for a living.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Um, they, they do the, this is not a date. No, it's not a date at all kind of thing.
1: Uh they pretend to be, uh, a couple.
0: They do. Kissing to distract from doing something sneaky.
1: She has a dead mom and life is hard.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. I miss that one. And I, I think I was too busy, like, cringing because my last one. Okay. Is, he says her full name while proposing.
1: That was also on mine. Yeah. Um, but I, I. The other one I had was I will absolutely not let you explain anything and stay upset forever.
0: You're right. You're right. I did not write that down, but you're right.
1: Pretty Parade. Okay. So I am anti Pretty Parade for this movie.
0: I have two pretties okay. and uh, and an anti.
1: Okay. I'll tell an auntie, and then you can do your pretties Okay, or something, something. like that. Okay. So my first auntie is sh- her outfit for this engagement party includes a ribbon tied around her neck like a present. <laughs> and I hate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about the engagement party, my pretty... Is I actually, we talked about Emily's tiaras, but this is not quite a tiara. It's a headband that's actually kind of a bent, bent metal mm-hmm. to look like a, a crown, but it's flat against her head like a headband would. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. I wanted that in my life.
1: Um, they keep using these fur shrugs. Oh, God. For the wedding party, and it's... Like, I I can't even tell you if I agree with that person who hated the wedding dress because I was so focused on how much I hated the first shrug.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, a first shrug is the best way to show that it's a winter wedding.
1: Yeah, except it was sleeveless and it's dumb.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I guess my only other pretty parade was we had a chandelier at the holiday party and it was pretty and that's it.
1: Um, I hated Kelsey's dress for the wedding Uh, when she was part of the wedding party, because it was, um, it, it basically was like a black sheet, Mm -hmm. um, with a beaded Peter Pan collar. Yeah. It was matronly.
0: Very matronly. And I was like, this is, this is your maid of honor dress? It's... Does she hate you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's awful. Terrible. Just so terrible. Um... And then uh, also just, I I got a little sidetracked in my counting, but I did count at least six coats. Wow! Which I was like, "Fuck you!"
0: <laughs> I'm still surprised that you went for your coat count during I this try. adventure.
1: I tried. I I definitely am not sure I got all of them, but. Wow.
0: Um. I I also said that I had an anti for Emily's wedding dress. Um. The waist of the dress just didn't look good. It was gross. But mostly my anti is Olivia's hair bows, her fascinators. <laughs> just why? I
1: don't, I don't know why any of it. Like, I do have a note that's just like, just kind of anti the costuming. In this yeah. Movie.
0: <laughs> done and done.
1: Across the universe.
0: Um, I already mentioned my love you muchly is something that I say to my mom, so it's across my universe, but I mentioned also that, um, we have seen the wedding planner maid of honor before in The Last Bridesmaid. Um, I don't think I like that. I am not gonna make my maid of honor plan my wedding at all. That's dumb.
1: (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah, that's, don't do that. Yeah. Um, my Across the Universe was that there is a movie. It is um, a real TV, a real entertainment movie with Jocelyn Hudden, where she is also a pla- a wedding planner that is working to save the wedding um, in a movie called Eat, Drink, and Be Married. Where oh, my. She falls in love with the other person who's who she's working with to save the wedding, which is... That one... I. Like, she has a really... I think she's the wedding planner, and then the couple breaks up, and the brother of the groom is like, but they should be married, and so they work to keep them together.
0: Which is similar to from friend to fiancé, that she is the maid of honor, and she's planning the wedding, and then she tries to break them up, and then keeps getting back together, but then they break up, and they get married. Yeah. She keeps stealing these weddings, man.
1: (laughs) If Jocelyn Hudden is at your wedding, be worried.
0: (laughs) True. True dat.
1: Um, New and noteworthy. Zip. Zero. Okay. So, here's the thing. I think there was... I have three. Okay. Do it. Do it all. So, at one point during the Christmas Eve party, or not the Christmas Eve, the tree trimming party... She spaces out, like, watching Connor do his thing. And I feel like most of the time when that happens in movies, we, the audience, hear what the what is said, and we just see them space out, and they don't know what to say. But in this movie, because it's all voiceover, <laughs> we didn't know... They, like, they don't show us what was said. Right. And so... I thought that was kind of new of, like, I actually don't know what the answer should be. Huh. Um, so, there was that. There is an allusion to sex, specifically high school sex. When what? she is, it's like a, a flashback to be one of the times she's reprimanded.
0: Oh, right.
1: And she kind of makes a... Allusion to the fact that she might be sneaking out to sleep with people.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Wilson women never make mistakes or something Some, like that. Yeah, like yeah.
1: they're they're a Wilson inside and outside of the house or oh right 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 something. But she, I think like she talks about like I need you know needing to shave her legs or something along those lines. Gotcha. Whereas like ah, okay, um, and the last one is that the first time I saw it. When they, like, when you find out that Todd was trying to buy the wedding dress, like, I genuinely thought they were redeeming Todd, and Todd was not a bad guy. Mm. Um, So, like, right up until the end, like, they kind of fool you into thinking that, like, maybe there is nothing wrong with Todd, and he's okay. A supporting shout-out? I mean, other than Joey Fatone is in this movie shout out (laughs) I I feel like like in in the very not that that he needs to be praised for his work in this movie but just let's notice
0: (laughs) true true all hail rabbit um I said I actually have a sporting shout out from the first five minutes of this movie the barista at the coffee shop where they run out of scones I thought he was adorable endearing and when he runs out of blueberry scones he offers her blueberries from his lunch (laughs) and he's completely in earnest about it just kind of great and once he exits the film it's a downhill Downhill from from there (laughs) (laughs) good job barista okay kiss meter okay so i did rate the fake kiss and the regular kiss um, I don't know if we needed to do the fake kiss or not.
1: Uh, I think we absolutely do. Okay. All right. All right. This is the the I called it the cover kiss, but okay. either way, zero. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hated it so much. It is the most awkward pull in. They both look like they're kind of, sort of, fighting the effect that they're about to kiss each other. Their lips are weird, and it
0: looks gross. Right. I'm glad that you said zero, because I said two, and I think just because I'm... I think... Uh, I think I can envision what a zero to me might look like, and that wasn't quite it, but you're absolutely right. The way I put it was it looks like they're trying to blow bubbles into each other's mouths. Oh, God. That's <laughs> what their mouths are doing. It's, it's so like bad. they're going boop, boop, <laughs> into each other's <laughs> faces.
1: Oh, uh, it's upsetting. I hated everything about it. How would you
0: rate their regular kiss, though, when they're married? I think I
1: might have been too nice when I was grading, <laughs> but I said Five. Okay. Because I said, fine. Just passionless. Completely. Like, like, I didn't, I didn't, I feel like when you put it up against the previous kiss, like, I wasn't, like, sick to my stomach.
0: The previous kiss knocked the grading curve into, like, tizzy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right. It just, like, I just, I was like, okay, these people. These two actors have come together, and they have agreed that they will kiss each other. That's that is the feeling that I got. From
0: Completely, it. I gave it a two to three. <laughs> um, so I think on average we're
1: about the same.
0: Um, uh, I said their their lips barely touched or moved, even though they looked like they really wanted it. Like the first moment, they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kiss you because I've been in love with you for so
1: long, a whole three days."
0: <laughs> and then when they get together, it's like. T- eh.
1: <laughs> tepid yeah. gross
0: Ugh. Ugh. so Hannah when you watch this movie oh my god do
1: not do this to yourself <laughs> don't do it I feel like make, make my sacrifice mean something and do not watch this movie <laughs> I have done so so you do not have to <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I said Stephen Hussar is cute, um, and I can't believe I've seen this movie twice.
1: <laughs> I'm upset with my life.
0: But you know what's funny, is I think the first time I watched this movie I was doing other things, and so I didn't really, like, I was like, okay, that, hap- that movie happened, right? And then, and then I was, like, looking up some reviews, and, like, and... When and I was like, okay, I guess this movie is a lot worse than I remember it being, and so I was like, Hannah, we're watching this movie again. I can't, I can't believe it. It (laughs) makes me want to, it makes me so empowered to make my own goddamn movies because (laughs) if this can Can get made, made,
1: yes, (laughs) you could do anything. I can do
0: anything. (laughs) One kiss means forever, production company.
1: Taking yeah, I feel like the, if you take anything positive away from this movie, it is you can achieve anything. Baby, dream your dream. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Well, okay. thanks for going on this ride, this sleigh ride with us. Oh yeah. Happy Christmas in July. I hope you are. Everyone is staying cool. Yes. Um, and safe and healthy. And I hope if you are doing what we're doing, which is. Being in the same room, you're all vaccinated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. Uh, there's a little bit of a break between now and when new movies start, mm-hmm. but we live-tweet them. When they
0: do happen. And... Uh, You can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com, and that's spelled out like you see on our logo.
1: And as always, thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, all that fun jazz. And we'll see you in a couple weeks for our final Christmas in July episode. I hope you like it. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.